does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Jake slamming Sammy Ellinger under center this Sunday for the Colts. I think easily the biggest positive from a playing style standpoint is the Colts will have a threat to extend plays, a threat to make some plays with his legs. By no means do I want people to think that Ellinger is, you know, Lamar Jackson in the open field, Um, but he is a guy that showed in the preseason, certainly showed it at Texas. He's got a nice knack for knowing kind of when to escape, when to try and scramble, keep some plays alive. Um, And I think that will greatly help an area of the offense that obviously was not there with Matt Ryan. Um, You know, I know we kind of tongue-in-cheek with the Marcus Brady comments last segment, but, you know, his ability to do some bootleg stuff, to get out of the pocket, if anything, it just keeps an extra defender honest. And with the run game a little bit struggling right now, now Washington on Sunday has to have a linebacker or a defensive end that says, oh, wow, you know that number four can actually do something with his legs. And that should, I think, open some things up in the run game. And then when you get to third down, it's an extra element away from you know the X's and O's that you draw up on the whiteboard. Yeah, listen, I'm intrigued by what he can do. My concern a little bit, Kevin, and you tell me if this makes sense, is I I like the fact that Ellinger has more mobility and that that, I don't know that you lean on that or design for that, but that that allows for perhaps as their offensive line still is trying to find its way, a little more flexibility to extend plays. But my concern would be that the Colts are are looking to that as kind of a bailout of the issues in their offense. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I I hear you out, but Jake, I would argue it's a necessary requirement for an NFL quarterback today. I think you look at the top QBs in the league today, all of them have some threat with their legs. Um, And so I, I think it's just critical to have that. I think as you see more of kind of the infiltration of the college game to the NFL, the run pass option stuff, I think now you'll see some of that from Ellinger on Sunday, you know, bailout, I feel like it's such a negative connotation with it. It's an offense right now that needs a spark. Right, that's fair. And I think Ellinger can give you some of that. Can he keep a third down alive? Can he keep a drive alive with his legs? Because he is going to have to offset, I think, some of the concern you do have as him as a pocket passer. Like, Ellinger's not throwing the ball 58 times, like we saw with Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Um, And that would not be a way to sustain things I do think the biggest concern of him out of Texas and obviously it'll be on full display Sunday is just what does that NFL arm look like against real NFL talent in the preseason and no fault to him but you know he was going up against guys that you know probably do want to play for the Barcelona Dragons and getting third-team reps and, you know, very few second-team reps. I guess it more so would have been last preseason than this preseason. Um, he's worked a lot on his arm strength. He got very kind of scientific in describing that, working with Tom House, the former major leaguer, kind of the quarterback guru. And 
really has kind of rebuilt his throwing motion and feels like it's a long, but he said it was about a two-year process, so he's not even into the first full year of it, but felt like, and I think you could see some strides there in the preseason, but again, seeing it at Grand Park, seeing it against the Detroit Lion third stringers is different than a first-team NFL defense in a real game when they're actually game planning for you. So I think that's the biggest question. Can he fit, you know, throwing arm strength, velocity, can Sam Ellinger fit balls into some tight windows? You know, I keep going back to, Kevin, the discussion I've had with so many people over the course of the years in covering the NFL is the collapse time of windows. For the best of the best, for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And Peyton Manning in his first year, you know, he led the NFL in interceptions by a rookie. And if you were to hear Peyton Manning explain it or ask Peyton Manning about it, he would tell you a large part of that was breaking the habit of the reactionary time necessary from college to the pros. By that, I mean, and Peyton Manning was at Tennessee, so he's playing against Alabama and Auburn. And, you know, granted, Sam Ellinger was at Texas, so he's also playing against great competition. But when you drop back and you are looking and you've got a receiver that has a two-yard gap on a closing defensive back, you make that throw in college and you complete it nine times out of ten. At the professional level, that you think to yourself that you've got two seconds, and in college, you've got two seconds to get that ball there. At the professional level, you've got one point two or a second, you know. So, you know, Jeff George has talked about who who has arguably the greatest arm of all time in terms of accuracy and velocity, and Jeff George has talked about the difficulty in training himself to know that that window. It just slams shut. Yeah. And that's what's going to be Ellinger's biggest learning curve, I think. Even Kevin Frum, and you and I talked about it yesterday, what will be interesting to me will be to see the the difference between the professional game, excuse me, between the college game and professional preseason. You know, when Sam Ellinger was playing really well in the preseason for the Colts, he was playing against what? Sixty percent of the guys on the field are still playing on Sundays. The rest of them are probably like in the oh, I, I'd say twenty percent, right? And playing, you mean playing so, special teams, not playing on defense? Yeah. So that so that differential between the college game and what he saw at the preseason level is what percent of the change that he's now going to see from the preseason level to regular season. Well, Jake, to that point, I would argue again the biggest issue for him Sunday is now a team is game planning against him. Gus Bradley, for example, defense coordinator here in Indy, last year he was the defense coordinator for the Raiders in the week that Carson Wentz got COVID and it was Colts Raiders. So for a week, Gus Bradley thought Sam Ellinger might be the opposing quarterback. And Gus was talking about it yesterday. They watched all the preseason film on Ellinger. They watched all the Texas film on Ellinger. So for the first time since Sam Ellinger played at Texas, he now is going to be in a game where the team is actually game planning for him. Right. 
Whereas the Detroit Lions in the third quarter of the preseason game in August are running their own defense, and they don't care if it's P.J. Walker, Jacob Eason, or Sam Ellinger. Now the Commanders, with a very formidable defensive front, and Jack Del Rio will be actually game planning for Ellinger. I think to your point about like college open versus high school open versus NFL open, you know, throwing with anticipation at the NFL level is a much different animal than college or the NFL, or at college or high school. Jake, when Sam Ellinger gets on the practice field here in about four hours, it's probably going to be the first extensive time that he's thrown to Pittman. Yeah, that timing Mo is... Mo Alley-Cox. Correct. That timing is huge, right? You know, Paris Campbell. Well, Alec Pierce. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, Pierce and Woods right. would fall into the category now, of any rookie. So, I think that is something that, you know, what does the timing look like with these new guys? Not only timing of trying to get the ball into tight windows with an actual NFL defense, but doing it with new personnel. Which do you think feels like it's moving at a faster rate when you are a new quarterback? That collapse between defensive back and receiver or the pocket collapsing? And, and that, that clock in your head of like, I've got like, you know, yeah. in college, you get, okay, I got six, seven seconds, whatever. And at the NFL level, it's like, man, your head's, especially right now, right? With this offensive line, it's probably uh, that's what a little I mean. bit more pocket collapsing. That's what I mean. But if you weren't as worried about that as you are, I would think a little bit more back end. Well, one other thing I do want to add on, on Ellinger. And again, this is a huge like Peyton Manning core quarterback belief. And I know we've touched on it prior, but I think it's super relevant in going from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger. Manning has always said one of, if not the most important jobs for a quarterback is to get the offense out of a bad play. Correct. That's what he always said, right? Was It wasn't about finding a good play. It was about getting out of a bad one. Have a chance to succeed. And I think what you saw with Matt Ryan is he didn't get the Colts out of bad plays, and when the bad plays showed up, he made them catastrophic. That's If Ellinger can just, again, take those interceptions and turn them into punts, that would keep the Colts in, I think, several of these games that they have not been in yet. Uh, Kevin, I want to talk wide receiver growth. Hey, what's up, Kevin? Uh, Kevin, I want to talk wide receiver, bro. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, first nice say that Kevin. Jake nice is the, echo. I love listening to Jake in the morning in particular. Um, that's why I never turn my radio down, because I don't want to miss anything he says. Sounds like Peanuts. <laughs> right? It's the teacher from Peanuts. Wah, 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 wah. Stephen Holder going to join us in a few here. Again, Dustin Depirak around 9 o'clock as we start to get into college basketball season. We'll chat about Indiana, Purdue, and Butler all coming up. Here, I forgot about Michael Lewis and Ball State. Heck yeah. Telling you, man, they're fired up. Chirp, chirp. Austin fired Parkinson, up. the new Butler women's coach, right? Correct. Coming from IUPUI. Um, again, Taylor Heineke and Sam Ellinger this Sunday. The Colts favored by three. That, that continues to surprise you a bit? Are they still televising that game? Like outside of, do you think that game, how many people across the country are getting that game? Well, look at the window it's in. 425 window. So what? It goes up against one other game, right? Boy. Boy. On the call, speaking of Butler, is one Brendan Gauden. That's right. There's actually three 425 games. So it's three on Fox. Washington at Colts. Uh, Niners at Rams. That'll probably be the big one. And then Giants at Seahawks. 
Niners Rams is a good one, and Giants Seahawks is surprisingly a mm-hmm. better matchup than anybody thought. Right, the two surprise teams. And yeah. look, I mean, look at those markets. Those markets are big. But Jake, to your point, I mean, doesn't Washington have a lot of national clout? Yeah, uh, regional for sure. I, does it have still have? Na- I mean, I guess it does because they're a big brand, right? But I mean, I, it has national clout when they have their regular starting quarterback and their owners not trying to get ousted from the league three intrastate matchups this week Bengals Browns Rams 49ers care to guess the third Cowboys Texans no uh Dolphins Bucks good against bad not Dolphins Bucks really good against bad Ooh, there's only one team in Missouri uh I wouldn't go to Missouri then <laughs> Intra squad game. I don't know. Eagle Steelers. Yeah, Steelers are bad. 